But then I think on a more practical standpoint, really compartmentalizing and like blocking your time has worked really, really well for me. So I always, I kind of like struggled with like schedules and how to work them. So I found what's, what's worked for me lately. Well, the past while has been having like time allotted to like a certain, like a very broad task, like, okay, I'm going to work on. Today, we're joined with a very special guest. She grew up in Barrie and North Bay, is a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. And loves to do do-it-yourself projects. Please give a warm welcome to Katie Connage. Did I say it right? You did. You killed it. (laughs) I was so worried. The last names is always the thing that gets me every single day time like I'm like okay I, I look over my notes for so long and I'm like okay I think I can do it I can do it I ask people before I start and I'm like okay and then so many times I still butcher it and I'm like ah shit why do I have to have people on that have such complicated last <laughs> yeah you need some like Smiths or Jones or something like that yeah something easy something easy so <laughs> yeah. happy Sunday how is your yeah. day how was your weekend great yeah it's been it's been really good just uh had a baby shower and nothing nothing too crazy today's gonna be a bit of a quieter day so looking oh, forward nice. to it that's yeah nice. I usually leave Sundays for like my kind of chill maybe I'll grocery shop meal prep but I try not to do too much if I'm gonna clean I try to do it mainly on Saturday so I don't have to do as much on Sunday mm. but you, you never know. Sometimes I get real yeah. lazy. Like yesterday, I only half cleaned. So today I'll definitely be cleaning. <laughs> I like that, uh, that idea though, like the concept of trying to sort of leave yourself that buffer day of just being able to relax and not feel, oh, I have to clean. And, you know, I know I'm, I can be the queen of procrastinating sometimes. And like, it's so nice and you can actually find the space to, motivate yourself to get it done and then you actually leave yourself that time to relax is so refreshing yeah well I always feel like Friday nights you always at least do something or or there's always something going on filling Friday evenings and then Saturdays too most people want to do stuff on a Saturday whether it's during Mm -hmm. the day or in the evening so I'm like I don't have as much chill time so if I'm gonna chill I'm like Sundays have got to be my day I try not to do too much if I can I also try to leave Sundays for podcasting, for editing, recording, whatever it can be, so that I have that kind of like escape (laughs) and just relaxation a little bit. But I mean, these days, I feel like I'm not going to get any relaxation anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. So now let's quickly just touch base on how we met. So I was thinking about it and I'm like, I'm pretty sure the first time we ever met was at Anna's bachelorette I think so too I was just thinking about that as well and I I think that must have been where it was yeah I think think so so. I think so I don't think that we had met before because you and Blythe were close but you had met Anna before that or was that the first time too that was my first time yeah that was my first time 
I thought so. I thought so. And then you came into the craziness of that bachelorette party, which was so fun. You got that was a wild night for sure. <laughs> you got to see me in whole crazy drunk fashion, which was so fun. And then you and I have just stayed in connection since. And I think Anna yeah. and Ash have been married for like six years now. So I think, oh my God, I think it's been that long. Maybe actually, no, it's been longer because Steven and I started dating eight years ago. And when we went on one of our first dates, it was at their buck and doe. So actually it's been eight years that you and I have done together, known each other wow. which is like crazy to me. It is actually, that is wild. I love that. I love that for us. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. I'm so, I'm so glad and grateful that I do know you. <laughs> yeah. Same here. You know, what's fun about those kind of like wild nights. Like we met on a pretty wild night, but I think you get to like know each other. Like you feel like more of a bond really fast with that person when you have that initial sharing you know <laughs> yeah yeah and the and the craziness you kind of like know you're like okay this is full force crazy so like day to day you know maybe she's a little bit more chill but like you yeah full <laughs> crazy and then we are both drinking so like yeah you kind of like loosen up and you're like okay now I have an idea of like what this person is like <laughs> yeah like, I feel like I know you, even though we just met. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, I just want to kind of get to know you better. Tell the guests just more about yourself. Uh, so you are a hairstylist. You've been doing that for how many years now? Oh, my gosh. I would have started in, like, properly started in 2010. Sorry, 20. Yeah, 2010. Wow. So yeah. So I I had done it before that for a while. Like I was working in salons as a receptionist. My mother's a hairstylist. So I've been like, you know, dabbling for quite a bit longer than that, but officially working properly in a hair salon since about, I would say 2010. Wow. So yeah, that's like at this point, it's, you know, 13 years. That's crazy. That's I didn't even realize yeah. it was that long. That's amazing. And then as as you've transitioned over the years, so now you have a beautiful baby girl. Um, mm -hmm. since since having her, you have kind of transitioned to doing hair, but now you've started your own business. So that is what I wanted to talk about today. So it's your baby boutique, right? Yeah. So I I'm really into like trying to adapt my life as much as I can to suit, you know, my professional life as much as I can to suit my personal life. And that's not always possible, but it's fortunately been possible so far. I've been able to sort of make that happen. So yeah, you know, in the early days for many years, I was working in the salons and then I was like traveling around going to salons. And now of course I'm, I'm at home. So with my, with my daughter, so it's been great to sort of find ways in the beauty industry to make that work for me. And then also being able to sort of supplement that with by starting my own business. So my company is called My Love Baby. And we it's an online baby boutique that focuses on neutral palettes and gender neutral pieces. So with the purpose behind it being, you know, you can own a lot less things, like fewer better things is kind of the kind of the mantra that I, you know, strive to live by you're going to get higher quality pieces They're because they're neutral. You can mix and match. You can pass them down, down from sibling to sibling, regardless of gender. So we've kind of got that sustainability aspect in there as well. So that's something that's really, really important to me. And I'm certainly 
far from perfect with that, but you know, it's a journey and I think we're all at different points on it. So yeah. Yeah. And when, and when, and how did you start the, my love baby business? So I started it when my daughter was so about five months old. Sorry. I had to do the math there. Okay. I started <laughs> when she was about five months old, I started it because I was starting to feel like a little bored at home, I guess. Like I just needed something a little bit more than just that kind of daily routine. It's like, I loved getting to spend the time with her. It was wonderful for sure, but it is nice to have something for yourself. So that's what kind of got me into that. And I've always had a bit of a, I feel like entrepreneurial spirit a little bit. So it just seemed like the perfect thing. And as I was becoming a parent and getting kind of diving into the baby consumer industry like there's so much out there that I didn't know existed or like I didn't know I needed to buy or what do I buy and trying to filter through everything I did find a couple things that I wasn't able to find myself so it actually started out as kind of a mommy me matching thing that I was doing because I found there's a lot of like mommy me matching stuff but there was nothing for baby boys which I have a girl but yeah. most of my friends have boys. So I was like, I want to do something that's like maybe more inclusive. So I started off doing these like matching like scrunchies and bows or scrunchies and scarves for babies. And that's where it started. And then it's just kind of really grown since then. It's really like organically evolved, I feel like into this wholesale boutique now that I have. And, you know, I find all these different brands across Canada and bring them together. But yeah, getting it started was actually not too bad. I did find it intimidating at first. Because if you're trying to manufacture, if anybody out there has tried to start a clothing line of any kind, it's it's really intimidating. Like you're going in and a lot of these factories and manufacturers, you have to have really big minimum order quantities. So it right. can seem like this huge investment. And then you're like, is it even, am I even going to be able to sell anything? Yeah. So the kind of halfway that I found was I was able to find um, a seamstress to hire privately. So a, she was able to get some business from me. And then for me, I was able to do a really small order that I was comfortable with. So it wasn't a huge financial investment. I still was able to get a professional quality product made because I mean, I can sew, but I don't really like it, honestly. <laughs> so I'm not going to start a business doing something I don't really like doing. Right. See, and I um, didn't realize that you actually like connected with a seamstress and you have somebody making the clothes. So I was thinking that it was kind of like, um, like an Amazon storefront, like you're linking products that like you found, but you're selling through a storefront. So you're mm -hmm. actually like connecting with somebody and creating these clothes. That was where I initially started. And honestly, I would like to kind of come back to that. But yeah, that's that's definitely where I was starting off. And then it sort of has evolved into buying from current existing brands in Canada yeah. that are doing that are doing that same thing. Um, just because it is like such a large expense. And honestly, still even at this point, the thought of like, going and making, you know, t shirts for babies and toddlers in like, all these sizes and all these colors is a huge, huge financial investment. And there's a lot of companies out there that are already doing it. And they have beautiful, high quality products that are in the color palettes that I'm looking for that are just like that also value sustainability and they offer wholesale. So I was able to start working through those channels to be able to purchase from them. So now I go and I find these brands and I'll do purchase purchases from them and I bring them into my into my shop. 
Okay. That's very cool. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that it even started off, like I said, with you going and connecting with somebody and making them. So when, when you started kind of looking and, and trying to find different things, I know that you said that there was products that you weren't able to find matching sets, but do you find that it's also difficult to get companies or even just if you were going to go shopping that have sustainable clothes. I know that some companies are starting to move in that direction, but I just Mm -hmm. don't know if we're at like that direction of all stores, like even big brands, like it's not usually sustainable from what I've seen at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, And that's something that I, I really struggle with. And if I, so if I back up actually even quite a bit more of where this came from and like the idea that I actually wanted to connect with a local person to make things and buy from Canadian, you know, Canadian families that are already doing this. I watched this documentary a few years ago, at least actually probably more than that, you know, how time flies. Mm -hmm. And it was called uh, the true cost. And it's a documentary about the garment industry, basically. And it's like, what's going on, right? Like, so when I go into not that we have this anymore, but Forever 21, this is, I think, an experience that we can relate to, right? I would go into Forever 21. And I remember being like, young, and I mean, not that young, and too, but like, I remember being young and going in there with 20 bucks, and you're like, rich with 20 bucks in Forever 21, right? You can actually find something to buy, you could probably find a few t shirts for, you know, $3, $10, like you're finding all this amazing, all this amazing stuff. So the question that this documentary was kind of answering was, okay, when they're selling a shirt for $5, great for me. I'm winning. They're a corporation that has to answer to, you know, shareholders and stuff, board members. They're winning. They're, they're still making money on that $5. So I'm winning and they're winning. Who's losing at this? And it's usually the person that's making the garment. So that's kind of been something that I really tried to take into consideration, I guess, um, as I go through this process. But yeah, as far as sustainability in, in stores, I think it is, we're getting better. Yeah, we're definitely we are. getting better. Slowly. We're working towards it. I think people are demanding it. People are demanding more transparency, which I love. So it's really, I think even from 10 years ago, we're like in a much, much better place for that. And, you know, with even with COVID, like a lot of small businesses, like I know they really struggled, but a lot of new small businesses have popped up and yeah. they're really offering a lot of like sustainable people making things, being able to buy local and that sort of stuff possible for more people to, to get, which I love. And then, yeah, I think just when you're shopping in like kind of big box stores, like Walmart, Old Navy, like those types of stores, I'm like, I'm definitely not one to like, I buy stuff from them sometimes, right? It's not like, I just think when I go in there, am I going and being like buying off the sale rock, buying everything in sight? Or am I thinking like, is this an item that I really need for my child's closet or for my own closet? So I think if it's something you're purchasing and you're going to get a lot of use out of, and you're going to use it for a long time and not just like one day or a small season, then like, yeah, sure. Get it from them. Right. Definitely. And then whenever we have the opportunities, I'd like, if we can, if we have a sustainable option in front of us and we can choose, I'll choose a sustainable option. But if I still shop at like old baby and stuff, I just try to make sure that those pieces that I select are, resellable, able to hand down to someone else and versatile. 
Yeah. And I find that like the clothes that they're now showing that are sustainable last much longer. Like we're going into these big box stores, just like you said, and you're getting things that are potentially on sale. And like, yeah, at the moment, maybe it seems great because you're like, oh, I'm not spending any money, but that's probably only going to last you. Like maybe if you're lucky, a couple of washes and then it like falls apart. It just, the quality is really lacking there. But I, I wanted to ask you because you kind of touched on COVID. Do you think that since COVID, there's been a higher push for people to support more local businesses? Because I mean, I feel like it was always talked about prior to COVID, but never to the extent that I feel like it is now. Do you mm-hmm. do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, personally, I do. I think that you were through COVID, we were really able to see the direct impact that it was having on families of where we put our money. And it's like, when we put our money, obviously, obviously people have jobs with big corporations. And of course, like, it's a very sad thing when one of them doesn't do well and people lose jobs. That's awful. But it's also like very sad. And when it's right in front of us, somebody in our community that has a business, and I saw that a lot through COVID, people in our community, and there's two things that happened, they either didn't make it, or they just did amazing, because people rallied and said, you know what, instead of giving my money to this big corporation, I'm going to try to support this local family doing whatever they're doing, whatever business they're doing in this tough times. And those a lot of those families came out shining, and like have these really strong businesses now. And I think it's encouraged. It's just, yeah, because it was right in front of our faces, at least from my perspective, it's just made it that much more relevant for me and maybe try that much harder to put my money into families instead of corporations. Yeah, I definitely feel like we we brought a lot more attention to it. Like it was just more like you feel it, it hits a little bit more closer to home because like we all know that there's local businesses and that they've always, we've always had local businesses in whatever industry. But then once COVID started closing everything down and then you realize those like small mom and pop shops, whether it was like a restaurant or a boutique mm-hmm. or something like that, where you're like, oh, I frequent there all the time. All of a sudden you see people struggling and it's kind of like, oh, wow. Like somewhere that I normally try to support maybe once in a while, like that's my favorite shop now that's going to be closing down. Yeah. I feel like it hit a little bit closer to home this time, which was maybe good for for those small businesses and, and to help them grow. Unfortunately, not everybody survived that, but yeah. we're able to, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of love, I don't know if you notice this, I'm like a cereal skip the dishes user, but (laughs) (laughs) but on skip the dishes during, during that time, they had like the option to like, it would say like, this is a local restaurant. And if you want to leave a tip, the extra tip goes to that restaurant. I was like, I love that, that even like, like companies like that are like trying to boost these, you know, struggling businesses during these hard times. And it was just a nice reminder, even as something is like, you know, I'm scrolling through script the dish, skip the dishes, trying to find like what I want for dinner. And, you know, you're much more likely to pick that local restaurant, whether you like leave them an extra tip or not. It's like just giving them your business, I think is a, is a, it's nice to just have that brought to your attention when you're doing something mindless, like scrolling like that. Yeah, I like that. I didn't even know that that was an option. That's very cool. That's, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure. And a lot of people definitely appreciated that during that time, especially. So I wanted to kind of ask more about what you're selling. So I I know that you are selling majority it's clothes, right? But are you selling other things right now? Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, definitely majority clothes. So baby toddler, it's pretty much from newborn to four, four toddlers size, I'd say for the most part. And then our clothing, we really focus on like natural fabrics when we can too, like bamboo. I don't, I did not know this before I became a mom, but like, oh my gosh, it is getting more popular now, but bamboo fabric and clothes what for anybody is so freaking soft and amazing. So I'm obsessed with that. It resells really well for adults and for children, which is really a really cool feature. But other things that I have in the shop, so it's usually baby related stuff, uh, like some toys. So some like little puzzles, I guess hats or clothes. Yeah, it's definitely mostly. Oh, I have some, I have some dinnerware, like silicone dinnerware. Oh, yes. As well. I remember seeing something on there. I was like, there's definitely something else. I didn't know if it was like a <laughs> fire or like one of those like hand chew toys. What are they called? Teethers? Oh, like a teether. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I don't have, I actually have some teethers coming in. I just ordered some not too long ago. So there will be some teethers soon. But yeah, I do have like silicone dinnerware line, which is really popular with parents. And I know I'm a big fan as well. Um, and I actually just learned with silicone, it's actually the same starting process as making glass. What? I which is really that. interesting. Isn't that wild? I always was like, oh, is silicone that much better than plastic? I don't know. But they say it's actually much more similar to glass than to plastic composition wise. I Isn't never that interesting? That. Yeah, I never, I, know, right? I never would have guessed that. I'll have to to see when I come see you next, if you have any bamboo stuff, because you said bamboo is really soft. I've never felt or been aware of feeling anything that's bamboo. So I don't think I've ever shopped bamboo clothes. So now I'm very curious. You piqued my interest with that. Yeah, I'm so excited to show you, actually. I don't know if you've seen, um, I think for adults, uh, another kind of similar fabric is modal and like tensile, which I still don't see often. And I think I'm aware of it just because of like, there's so much bamboo in the, in the baby industry. That's a little bit more popular with adults for some reason, but yeah, next time I see you, I'm going to definitely, I'll show you some, I'll get you to experience the bamboo because it's <laughs> <Yeah>. lovely, <laughs> like yeah. a nice lounge set in bamboo. Oh my gosh. So comfy. And do you sell, you don't sell that stuff on, on your, my baby, or is that part of like the adult aspect? Yeah, that would be part of the adult aspect. Yeah. I've got lots of, lots of baby stuff in bamboo, but yeah, adults. No, not, no. not now at least. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should do some matching bamboo sets. Oh my God. <laughs> How cute would that be? Oh I, would buy I don't even have yeah. baby and I would buy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So just a couple more questions here. So since having business, how many, how long has it been? Has it been a year yet? Yeah, actually, you know what? It has been two, two years. years. Yeah. Wow. Which I can't believe because, yeah, my daughter, I'm like, is it? Yeah, my daughter, um, she's like, yeah, two years and like five months now. So it was uh, almost, um, so yeah, it's been almost two years. Wow. I didn't, I see, I, for some reason, I thought it was only a year. Okay. So then in the two years, what is like been the most popular item that you're selling? If there's one specific. Ah, that's a really good question. It's so tough because sometimes it's, Sometimes it's seasonal. I would say, so for my things, my like mommy and me matching stuff, Yep. I did a lot of like research beforehand and went on to lots of other websites to see like what their best sellers were. And I found that was like the opposite for me. So everywhere else, white seems to be selling really well. And then yep. for me, white is my least sold color, which is really? so funny. Yeah. Everywhere else, it was like best sellers, top of the list, like you know, white bows, white scrunchies, white this, white that. I was like, okay. But yeah, I found like 
just in colors in general, lots of people love green right now. Love green. Yeah, I feel like I've seen a lot what you posted. It's almost like that sagey kind of green, like that earthy. Yes. I and I love that color right now. I feel like it's so in and it's such a nice color. And like you said, you sell a lot of neutrals, right? So that's like a perfect color that you could put on a girl or a boy. It's not it's not gonna kind of lean one way or another, at least in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, and is and it then just I- anything in that color or like specific specific items. I find like my, like the matching sets that I do, definitely the green is like the best seller, but then just in general, I would say bamboo sleepers are really big. Parents love those. They're really nice gifts. Uh, They're just like nice for your child. And I find you actually get a lot more. The typical infant sizing is usually three months. So zero to three months, three to six, six to nine, nine to 12. And these are generally the same. Sometimes you'll get six months gaps, but they're very stretchy. So often you can get six months out of them almost as a standard instead of three months, which is really cool. Yeah. It's really, really helpful. So those are, I mean, those are probably my most, you know, one of the staple products. And then what's your favorite product currently that you're selling? Ooh, actually I just brought in this new brand to the shop called kindly the label. And they have a like just really beautiful earth tone palettes for everything they do. And they have this one, this one t-shirt that I'm obsessed with. And it's like a toddler t-shirt or baby. It's like what from one year to four years. And it's just like the, like it's cotton with a tiny bit of stretch to it. And it's just like cute little boxy cut, which like a lot of toddler shirts aren't. So it's like just a little more trendy looking, a little pocket. I don't know. I'm I'm really obsessed with it. That's definitely my favorite product right now. I feel like everything that you post about your daughter and all of the pictures, like she is a trendsetter and I don't know if it's all the products (laughs) that you're selling or what, but like even the outfits that you put together, I'm like, oh my God, she's more fashionable than me. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I look like a bum in comparison to her. Like like glasses in her purse, like the pictures you're posting, I was dying. I'm like, oh my God, this makes me want to have a daughter just for this reason. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's so fun. I, I definitely like, I always have really enjoyed like dressing her and picking out her outfits. And now And now like, I'm, you know, getting to know her personality better. And she loves it. Like I have a couple times now because she's like just over to gone like shopping with her to like whatever, wherever winners, we go to the mall and walk around a lot too. But winners is usually where she gets into it. And she like finds stuff and like wants to try things on. And like, we have so much fun like shopping now. So and picking out picking out her outfits as a whole, like she like is very opinionated on it now. And yeah, she loves it. Oh, that's so fun. Oh, that would be so fun. It's like having like a girl best friend. Like, it's just like, you know, you can go and shop. The fact that she's like starting to kind of like curate her own personality and like what she likes and she's putting together outfits is just like truly amazing. And it's so fun. Posting the content just for my, for my. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. So two, two more questions. So since now you're a full-time mom, you have your side hustle of the business of the boutique. And then occasionally, I know sometimes you're still doing hair. I just wanted to know, like, how do you manage it all? Because being a mom as a whole, I mean, I I can't say that I, I know too much about it because I'm not one, but I know that in itself takes a lot of time and, and, you know, you're kind of getting pulled into multiple different directions. So doing kind of a bit of all three 
do you have any tips or anything on like how you're managing your time, how you're able to even post content, which is something I else that I wanted to mention is that I know you're starting to get like super into the reels and I'm obsessed. I love it. So how are you doing it all? Tell us your secret. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, you know, sometimes some days, who knows, some days things don't get done, but I think I think there's a few a few kind of aspects to that. So first of all, I have to say, like, I'm so incredibly fortunate with the people that are around me that help me. Um, so my my husband's very involved. He's a really wonderful, like, present father. He loves spending time with his daughter. My mom is absolutely wonderful. My my in laws are absolutely wonderful. She's got lots of like aunts and aunts and uncles that really love her and want to spend time with her. So that's a huge help. Honestly, like that village that people are always talking about really just, you know, makes, makes it possible. Like, I don't think I would be able to do half of the things that I do without, uh, without their support for sure. But then I think on a more practical standpoint, really compartmentalizing and like blocking your time has worked really, really well for me. So I always, I kind of like struggled with like schedules and how to work them. So I found out what's worked for me lately well, the past while has been having like time allotted to like a certain, like a very broad task, like, okay, I'm going to work on the baby business right now. But I don't really, I try not to get like too specific with like, I'm, I love to do lists. So I would always do like to do lists. And I sometimes find that too overwhelming for myself. Yeah. Um. So just like having that block of time and being able, being able to say, I'm going to work on this in this time. And this is my time for that. And I'm not going to get, you know, distracted from it, even if it's 20 minutes what, like anything, even 10 minutes, anything that I can do. Sometimes it's like three hours, all different times. And then same thing when I'm spending time with my daughter, I'm spending time with my daughter. I'm not trying to multitask and like be super mom and business and daughter at the same time. I want to give her my full attention and, and, you know, that task, my full attention. And then you, my full attention when you're, when you're here and I'm doing your hair. So (laughs) as much as I, as much as I can. So time blocking has really, really helped. And making the arrangement so that you don't get distracted from it. And yeah, I feel like I had another point, but now it's That's gone. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> you're you're a super mom. Like I I admire you a lot for everything that you do. And and even at the beginning stages, even while you were pregnant, like you're just always doing so much. And uh, like I just admire that. I don't know how you manage and like you said, uh-huh. you have a village, but it's just it's it's a lot of work and and I like that you block out time for specific things. Because for me, like even doing podcasting, like I'm like, oh, when am I gonna have the time for this? And I try to do that too, where I'm like, okay, I know on Sunday I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna mm-hmm. podcast for a couple hours. And and similar to what you say, like sometimes I'll say, Okay, I'm gonna edit but it doesn't specifically mean like how many I'm going to edit for how long I'm going to edit, or I'll just say, I'm just going to podcast on whatever that looks like. So it could be a variety of things. So I think that that is such an important tip for just anybody trying to manage their time because I'm very much like you. I love to do lists, but every time I make a to-do list, I, if it's really long, I'm like, Oh my God, how am I going to get like all of this done? And I feel like sometimes I fixate too much on trying to get everything done. And the fact that I have this long list than actually getting anything done. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I it's, agree. Hard. it's hard. Oh, it's sorry. hard. That's okay. And then it can feel so defeating when you, you know, work so hard to like go through your list and you don't get it all done. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, it can be a lot. Um, and then the last question that I just wanted to kind of close it out with are, you know, now uh, starting this business in the two years that you've had it, what are some of the challenges that you faced and, and how, or if any, and, and how did you overcome them? Ooh, I think the biggest one is just consistency, staying consistent, which I have not been good with. I have definitely failed at that for sure. But that's like, that's okay. Like at the end of the day, it's fine. One thing I've really learned with this business is you get out of it what you put into it. It's not, you know, one of those magical at this point in my life, it's not one of those magical things that you see advertised to you on Facebook where it's like, wow, get this magical business and you don't have to do anything and you make money while you sleep where I'm sure people, I'm sure that happens for people and they have business structures that allow that. That's fantastic. But, you know, this is one of those ones where it's at the stage, you know, it's still in its first couple of years. So it does definitely take the effort. The effort goes a long way when I put effort into it. So I think the consistency has been really a challenge and I've had like ups and downs with it. But I think something that has really helped me, um, this is kind of like not great advice, but is like kind of lowering my expectations for myself. Yeah. So I read this book recently and it was called, uh, it was just an audio book that I listened to. It's called How to Keep Household Drowning. And okay. it's basically just how to like get by in your stay home. Stay above water. And I stay always, above water. And you I don't always. have to be like Martha Stewart, but like, how do, you, how do you do it? And the one thing, the one example that I'll use is, Um, And this is a fairly extreme one. She's like, you know what? It's the end of the day. The dishwasher's clean and you're just exhausted and you want to go to bed, but you know, you need these like milk cups ready in the morning for your kids. She's like, take out two, take out two clean cups, put the milk cups in, run the whole dishwasher again. I was like, I was like, oh wow. Like that's intense. But you know what? In the morning, like you're not going to come down and be like, oh my gosh, my like milk, these cups aren't clean. I have to hand wash them. And then I still have to empty this dishwasher. Like it's like this whole other set of, tasks that you have to do it's so much more daunting but just like lowering your expectations for yourself and giving yourself that grace sometimes to be like you know what screw this I'm just gonna do the bare minimum yep and she she says a lot in this book too anything worth doing is worth doing part way yeah so you know maybe I don't have time to get on the treadmill and run for five kilometers but maybe I have time to get on for 15 minutes and like that consistency of like showing up for 15 minutes is probably going to get me further than me feeling defeated because I can't do the 5k and not getting on at all. Yeah. It's like something is doing something is better than nothing. So at least if you're putting some sort of effort in, it's better than just being like, Nope, I don't want to do it. And I mean, it's still okay to do that, but like something is better than nothing. And, and I feel like I, I, I strive for that every day. Then I try to remind myself that like, it's, it's better. Just, just try a little bit, just do a little bit. Otherwise, mm-hmm. then you feel overwhelmed the next day, depending on what it is too. Like yes. you feel overwhelmed because you're like, oh my God, I should have done it yesterday. I didn't mm-hmm. do anything versus like, okay, I did a little bit yesterday. Maybe it's not exactly where I want to be, but I did something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm making movement for sure. Yeah. Doing doing anything. <laughs> I feel like I, I listened to an audiobook, uh, Atomic Habits. I'm not sure if you've ever read the book. Yes, I have actually. And, and, and there's so many things that just like similar to what you say, like just from the book that you read, just like doing those small kind of habits 
that kind of help you feel like you're accomplishing more, feel like you're getting ahead. And then the more you do those small habits, the more they, they form, right. And, and they just become the norm. So that, that definitely, you know, resonates a lot with me because again, I'm not a mom, but just trying to kind of get through the motions. I'm constantly trying to stay above water. There's so yeah. many things. Life is moving so quickly all the time. And we all have so many things that we want to do, but there's never enough hours in the day. Like I, mm-hmm. I say this every day at work. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> it's already five o'clock and I should probably go home. Otherwise I'm going to be here until the next day. Because mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the fact that you know, I have Steven at home that I would probably stay much later at work every day, which I do. I, my toxic trait is that I say that I'm going to be home at a specific time and I never am because there's just never enough hours in the day. It's constantly staying above water. And, and I love my job, but just, there's so much to do all the time and then things come up. So it's trying to do just small things every day to kind of work towards that list. And when I look at that to-do list and it makes me want to throw up because I have so much to do, I'm like, at least if I do one thing on that to-do list, I feel accomplished. Yeah, exactly. Now it's nice to have that sense of accomplishment, even for a small thing versus exactly. Exactly. starting a bunch of things and not being finished. Oh, what a difference. Exactly. It honestly, it makes me feel so much better. I feel like it makes me feel more motivated going into the next day too, because I'm like, okay, there's one less thing on that list. I don't mm-hmm. have to look at. And sometimes I don't realize that I like double up on some of my tasks because my brain is 16 other places always. So then that feels even better because I'm like, oh my God, I actually did this already yesterday. I just didn't take it off the list or it was there twice. So having those small things kind of my small wins, I I like to celebrate my small Mm -hmm. wins whenever I possibly can. Mm -hmm. I love that. Now to close it out, I want to do just a quick little this or that mom edition game. So I have some pretty fun questions that I wanted to So excited. I love it. (laughs) So I I had to start it off real strong. Okay. Okay. Stepping on Lego or stepping in pee. (laughs) Ooh, I think stepping in pee. I think I would rather that too. Any day. Lego is like death. I don't have children, but I've stepped on many pieces of Lego (laughs) and, and yeah, that is not fun. Like you're down for the count. Like I, when I, when (laughs) I think about that, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the family guy episode where like Peter, I don't know what he does, but he's like on the ground for like 10 minutes and they make a meme and it's just like him going, Oh, <laughs> 10 minutes. That's what I think of when I think of stepping up like, Oh, it's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> now give up the wine or give up the coffee. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I would have, to, oh, I'd have to say give up the coffee. I do love, I do love my wine. I love coffee too, but I, I don't know if I could give up the wine. I love it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you there. I don't, I, don't think <laughs> I could give up the wine. I love a nice like glass of wine, especially on like an evening where you're like, oh, oh feel relaxed. Coffee, I just started drinking coffee in like May of last year. So I, I could do with it any day. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? There's this, there's this whole like a kind of I don't know, like mommy needs her wine culture. And then there's like this, like anti, like anti mommy needs her wine. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I, I'm like, not a like mommy who needs her wine. I'm like, I don't need to like feel drunk. Like, I'm like, I love my life. My life is wonderful. I don't need to be drunk to like enjoy my life. That's not it. I just like really enjoy like exactly like you said, 
the end of the day, a nice glass of wine. Like it's just such an enjoyable drink. Just so relaxing. It's wonderful. Everybody has, everybody has their vice. Everybody has their way that they enjoy relaxing at the end of the day. And, you know, some, some people it can be worse than others, but like, yeah, I think that a, a glass of wine at night is really not that big of a deal in my opinion. <laughs> now showering in peace or shopping in peace. Oh, <laughs> right. I, I would, I think I would rather shopping in peace. Yeah, I can can even I can handle the like bothered showers. I can be a quick shower, you know, if I need to be. Yep. But the shopping, I just love it. Shopping is like my zen. That's like that's my like comfort place. Like I could be so stressed out and I'm like, I just need to it's not even like about spending money. I'm like, I just need to go shop. I will go shopping at the grocery store (laughs) just so I can feel at peace. I'm like, oh, I need this. (laughs) Do you like shopping by yourself or do you prefer going with friends? No, I like shopping by myself. I am the pop an ear an AirPod in, listen to a podcast and just like just go in the zone and whether, like I said, it's grocery shopping or clothing or, you know, anything else. I just kind of like to do that on my own because I feel like anybody else involved, it, it kind of takes me out of this like relaxation mode where like it becomes either more of a chore or it's just, it's just not as relaxing for me. What about you? Um, I, I'm the same. If it's like for relaxation, I definitely have to be by myself for sure. The only one, the only one I usually prefer company with is groceries. I love, I do like when my husband comes, but I have found that he is, I'm very like, I'll like think about what I need before I make a list and I buy what's on the list and he is not. He is like, I don't know if you've seen that, that TikTok or real where it's like, I left you alone in Costco for five minutes or you, or you, whatever you, I left you alone for five minutes and you spent $800 (laughs) left me alone in a Costco. And I'm like, that's like me to him though, because. I'm I'm pretty good. I'll go. I'll get exactly what I need, and I love it. If I'm by myself, it's so relaxing. And then once he comes, I'm like, we have fun together. But then he's like, oh, one of these. Add the cart. Add the cart. Right. And uh, it turns into a bit of a crazy thing. So, uh, that's, but yeah, that's me, Stephen. I'll write the list. I'll write the list, and we'll have the list. But Stephen, we go into the grocery store. He's like, okay, focus on the list. It's only like let's get in on, and out. he hates grocery shopping. He's like in and out. Like we don't need to be in here for three hours. Meanwhile, me, because again, I like the shopping. It's like, it's my Zen place. It's my relaxation place. So I'm like, let's go down every single aisle. Meanwhile, I don't need to go through every single aisle, but then I always go, Oh, look at that. Like something I didn't need because I found it because I went down every aisle. So I'm like, Oh, like <laughs> this in here and this in here. And the last, the last, like, two times at least if not three times I've gone grocery shopping I always make this mistake of I go when I'm hungry so then I Mm. grab more and right now I'm going gluten and dairy free I'm following macros so I have specific things that I should and should not be eating and just Uh kind of following within this box but the last two times I've gone I grab like um like a skinny popcorn type of deal both times forgetting that I still had popcorn that I never even opened at home and I'm like and I did it with something else I think it was like yeah it was like beans like flavored fava beans that are a snack or chickpeas and I bought a bag and was like oh yeah I'm so excited and then I got home and when I went to go and put it away I was like 
I already have the bag and I haven't even opened it. I'm like, this is, and I said to Steven, I'm like, this is why I can't go shopping when I'm hungry because I'm just buying things mindlessly being like, yes, this and this and this, and then I'm not eating it. <laughs> so yep. bad. Yeah. I, that hungry grocery shopping is yeah. Always, a it's always bad. gets you. <laughs> it's I'm very, I'm very um, excited to talk to you further about how your uh, macros go and everything. Yes. We can talk about that I'm at the so end. So fascinated about that. Yeah um okay a couple more here clean up paint or clean up glitter oh I think paint paint yeah I feel like it would be easier glitters like yeah, an average, like an yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah now maybe TMI for some people clean up poop or clean up puke um puke I'd rather clean up puke I don't know if I can handle either. I don't know if I'm ever prepared for motherhood because like, I can't do smells at all. Like, <laughs> it's not, it's, I don't know how good it's going to go for me. God. <laughs> sleep in or take a nap? Oh, I think sleep in. Oh, I see, love I'm a, nap. I'm a midday siesta kind of girl. Like I, oh, like, nice, I, though, yeah. I would like a midday nap and I don't even have children. <laughs> Midday naps are really good. Really good. They but are, I think especially if I'm... on the weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice weekend nap. <laughs> yeah. I know. I feel like I want to do that today. <laughs> <laughs> I see um, it in your future. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> uh, make dinner or clean up dinner? Make dinner. Hot coffee or cold coffee? We'll go in phases, but right now, cold coffee. Oh yeah. Really? Do you find that you change? Like, is it specific to like what time of the year it is or is it just random? It's kind of random. Like I'll go in like a heavy phase for one. And right now it's a heavy phase of cold coffee. I um, love like it could last oh, it's so good. It could, I mean, it could last like sometimes it lasts a month. Sometimes it lasts like two years. So this is a long streak that I'm in right now. But. <laughs> um, good sleeper or good eater? Sleeper. Outdoor or indoor play date? Indoor. And then last but not least, teething or sleep training? Oh, teething. Teething, yeah. Did yeah. did you have like an okay time with sleep training? Yes. We were pretty fortunate with so we got a we took a course before she was born on sleeping. Yep. So it was like from day one we were able to like basically start implementing I mean not really right at day one honestly the first couple of weeks are you know just kind of going with the flow but essentially we had like all the information that we were slowly able to start implementing from like the day she was born so I think it made it easier than what I know a lot of people that I know went through with sleep training so we never really had any any big uh, sleep regressions or anything like that oh that's was great yeah it was it was it was lucky it was lucky <laughs> well, Katie, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on and chatting about your business and helping everybody get to know you a little bit better. So if people are wanting to purchase from My Love Baby, where can they find you? So you can find me at www.mylovebaby.ca. And then I'm pretty active on Instagram as well. And that's actually the same thing. So at mylovebaby.ca is my handle on there. Amazing. Thank you again, Katie, so much for coming on. This has been so fun. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was absolutely my pleasure. Amazing. All right. Well, thanks guys. Bye vibers. 
Successful people are not gifted. They just work hard, then succeed on purpose.